Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm. My name is Tim Seckler, and I am your host. I am a certified elder law attorney. I have a law firm headquartered in Cranberry where uh, the bulk of our practice is focused on helping people uh, plan for and get long-term care. We do a lot of estate planning. We do wills and trusts and powers of attorney. We also do post-death administration. And I like to get on the radio here once a week and share with you some things that I think you need to know because I'm seeing families get in trouble with them uh, with their planning by having inadequate planning and then some sort of a long-term care event happens. And now all of a sudden we need $100,000 a year in long-term care expenses and have no plan for how we're going to pay for it. And so what I do is I help people plan for these issues. My law firm helps people plan for these issues. Uh, we do a couple of different types of cases. We do cases where someone is at need, meaning they need care now. And we're trying to figure out what is a good strategy to try to protect the house, try to protect money. But this is done better at least five years ahead of time because then we can do pre-planning and, and come up with some ways using trusts or, or other strategies to protect your assets before you get sick. Because it's coming, guys. If you just listen to what these organizations that are tracking this stuff are telling us, you know, if you go to longtermcare.gov, which is the federal government, they're telling you, that 70% of people over 65 will need some form of long-term care, and 20% of those people are going to need it for five years or more. And so you look at those statistics, and then you you take into consideration. Now, that's kind of an expansive definition of long-term care, I'm sure. Um, but you take that conversation, about 70% of people over 65 are going to need long-term care, and you couple it with the fact that if that long-term care happens to be in a nursing home, that the nursing homes in Pennsylvania, today's dollars are $130,000 a year, and nobody's going to help you pay for it until you go broke, then, oh boy, don't you think this is something we ought to plan for? You know, and, and you know, here's the thing that's going on is, is if you look at what the Alzheimer's Association is saying, one in three seniors is going to have dementia, one in three of us. And if you, you take that and you couple it with the fact that, well, dementia seems to result in the need for long-term care, Man, I just all these statistics add up to a very scary situation. So you have a couple of choices. One is you can you can use the ostrich method for planning for long term care and put your head in the sand and pretend like it's not going to happen to you. But the statistics bear out differently. Um, or you could take a proactive uh, step in, in planning for this. Now people think about this different ways. I happen to be. Uh, a person who thinks you ought to plan aggressively for long-term care because this is this is it, guys. You know, when, when we've reached retirement age and we've worked hard and we've saved money and we've done all the things right and we've got some savings, what's, what's the thing that's going to get in your way? What are the things that really can get in your way? Is it taxes? No, probably not for most of us. We don't have big tax concerns. Sure, we pay taxes, but we're not going broke because of taxes. Is it is it probate at the end? Well, maybe that could be expensive or that could be a headache for your family, but it's not going to make you go broke. The only thing that comes and takes it all is long-term care expenses. 
And knowing that and, and looking at it, and, and believe me, guys, if I could put you in my shoes for a couple of weeks and let you know how many people are coming through my office where someone needs care now and we're helping them with short-term strategies to protect the house for mom, you know, when dad goes into the nursing home, uh, there's some opportunities that we can still protect money for the healthy spouse. For We can still protect money for mom. And we do a fair amount of those cases. We get hired several times a week by families who are just trying to save the house, who are just trying to save the money. And we can debate, and we have debated on this show on other occasions, and you know, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit today, but whether that should be the case. But forget about whether that should be the case. Obviously, that shouldn't be the case. You shouldn't lose your money because of long-term care, because of the need for long-term care. Uh, but it's happening. And so knowing that, then ask yourself, what are you going to do about it? Are you are you going to take the ostrich approach and pretend like eh, it's going to happen to the neighbors on both sides, but it's not going to happen to me? Or are you going to realize that it almost certainly could happen in some fashion? 70% of us are going to need long-term care and put a plan in place now so that your spouse, your family's okay. Uh, you know, and it's just one of these things where, um, where, you know, I, I just, I, I, I try as we may, you know, you, you try to convince people to do planning for this and, uh, and they're, uh, they're interested, but they're not interested. And, you know, it's an interesting while they're listening to the radio show, but then, you know, you, you don't pick up the phone and call. And, and so at the end of the day, what's the difference between knowing and not acting and not knowing? And the answer is not much, but I kind of hopped right into some, uh, right into some of the the deepness here. I want to take a step back and just tell you about a couple of things going on. Uh, One is uh, you can always come to one of our free estate planning workshops that we have in the office in Cranberry. Uh, You can find out all about about those at secklerlawfirm.com. My name is spelled Seckler, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. And you can find all kind of interesting information on our website. You can come to one of our uh, pre-recorded webinars. You can come to one of our live webinars. You can come to one of our in-person workshops where, you know, we put the education first. I I like my clients to make informed decisions, and I don't like billing uh, hourly to get them just the basic information they need to start making decisions. So we do these workshops instead. It's just kind of the way that we've set the thing up. And, you know, if you don't, if you're not into that kind of thing, going to seminars and workshops, I assure you it's a good one. You'll learn a lot. I'll make you laugh a little bit. As funny as this stuff can be, you know, we, we try to loosen it up, uh, but it's not a big sales pitch. I, I am of the opinion that once people understand how this stuff works, they're either going to make moves to protect themselves or not. Um, I don't need to employ a whole bunch of, uh, crafty salesmanship to get you to sign the line. So it's just low pressure, free, uh, free workshop. We do offer you a free consultation, come in and talk about your situation. Uh, another thing I want to put on your radar is it is Alzheimer's walk season. There's a couple of them coming up. Um, and I happen to be a resident of Butler County. We happen to have, uh, our office in Cranberry Township, uh, and as a result, we are involved in the Butler County Walk to End Alzheimer's, which is coming up next weekend, if you listen to this live, September 19th, 2021. Uh, for the first time, the Butler County Walk is going to be in Cranberry instead of Butler. We're hoping to have a big turnout as a result. 
Uh, we are having it on Sunday, September the 19th of 2021. Registration at 9 a.m., ceremony at 10, walk at 1030 at North Boundary Park in Cranberry. You ought to come uh, and, and engage in this energy. The Alzheimer's Association is an organization I believe in. I've donated a lot of my time to the Alzheimer's Association. My wife happens to be the chair of the Butler County Walk this year, and we have chaired it for the last several years. And we're trying to have a really nice event in Cranberry. So that is next Sunday, September 19th. You can find out more about it or register for it at alz.org slash walk. alz.org slash walk. If there's a better cause, better people working on, on solving problems for seniors, I don't know who they are than the Alzheimer's Association. So come check us out. Uh, if you can't make it next Sunday on the 19th, then the Pittsburgh Walk is coming up about a month later. I think it is. Yeah, here it is. October 16th, 2021. Uh, and they, of course, have a bit bigger of a walk. Um, but that's going to go on uh, at... Uh, down at Highmark Stadium, Station Square. Um, that is on October 16th. But come check us out at the Butler County Walk, September 19th, 2021. I'll be there. I'll have a table there. You can come chat with me. For those of you who have listened to the show and heard my wife come on and talk about her uh, her opinions and, and her doings on some of this stuff, you're going to get a chance to meet her and, and talk to her and some of my team. So uh, come check us out alz.org slash walk. And I guess if you're not going to join us for the walk, go on there and give them a little bit of money. They need it because one in three of us are going to end up in dementia. And these folks are working hard to solve that problem for us. Okay. So there's that alz.org. Um, we talked about the workshop, so let's get, let's get back into this thing a little bit here. I, uh, the longer I am in the practice of law, the less faith I have, that the powers that be in the world are trying to improve things for the middle class. Um, and, you know, I've watched a couple of things here recently, and, and just whether we want to make it a, a class war or not, I'm watching what's going on with this mess that they made in Afghanistan, and I'm watching, and I'm just asking, where where is the leadership? Where are where are the smart guys? You know, when when this administration took over, they told us the adults were in the room. Where well, I haven't seen them yet, and you know, I, I I continue to watch. But but you know, the thing is, I keep thinking, I keep thinking, maybe they'll fix this system. Maybe at some point in time, the 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 voters in this country are going to realize that this long term care health care system, this tax thing that's going on, is not acceptable to us, and and we're going to do something about it. But I guess they're relying on the ostrich in the sand approach because there's nothing happening. And I can tell you the last couple of things that I've seen this government do uh, that impacts my clients tremendously were not positive things. They were, you know, the biggest of which, the biggest bomb of all was called the SECURE Act. And if you don't know what the SECURE Act is, I did episodes on this in the past, but essentially it was the biggest tax hike on the middle class that you're going to see in your lifetimes. And what it was, if you don't know about the secure act, this is worth coming to the workshop for the, it used to be the case that if you have an IRA, an IRA, a 401k, a 403b, and you left that to your kids when you passed away, they could take your retirement account as something called an inherited IRA and let the money ride, let most of the money ride anyhow for their life expectancy 
which would allow the money to have 30 or 40 years of continued tax-deferred growth. So here we were with a situation where the American baby boomers were about to have one of the biggest, if not the biggest, transfer of wealth in world history. The U.S. baby boomers passing away over the course of the next 25 years and leaving stuff to their kids. Uh, and uh, they all see, here's the thing about the baby boomers. They all have these retirement accounts because when they were hitting their prime working age, the retirement accounts came out and we were all good boys and girls. And we invested in the IRA and we took the company match and we took the company plan. And now we have these qualified tax accounts that they wouldn't let us get to for the last 40 or 50 years. And one of the things about letting the money ride until you're at least 59 and a half was they allowed you to have tax deferred growth. And the other promise that they made was when you pass away, you can leave these accounts to your kids, and then your kids can let the money continue to ride as an inherited IRA for more time going forward. Well, it was too good of a deal, so they changed this. So, uh, it, it, the law passed. It was called the SECURE Act, passed in October of 19, became law in January of 2020, but nobody knew anything about it because it was buried under all the COVID news. And but this was the single biggest tax hike on the middle class. And what happens now if you pass away with a couple of hundred grand in an IRA, leave it to your kid. The kids have to take all the money out within the first 10 years. So not only did we have the loss of multiple decades of tax deferred growth, that wasn't bad enough. Now we're also making them pull it out within 10 years. And, you know, if I'm 55 when my dad passed away and dad, if you're listening, I hope I'm a lot older. But if I'm 55 when my dad passes away, then um, what am I still doing? What are most people still doing in their 50s? And they're still working. And what do we know about people that are still working? Well, we've got ordinary income. We've already got taxable income. And what do we know about income tax rates? I don't know how they're going to get out of this mess they created in the last couple of years without dramatically increasing the taxes on the middle class. And so here you've got a situation where... It's like the perfect storm for a crash landing of your IRA accounts, and nobody's doing anything to fix it. This was this was both sides. The Republicans, Democrats, everybody voted for this thing. I think there were only a handful of Congress people in this country that didn't vote for the SECURE Act. I mean, how can you vote against it? It's called the SECURE Act. Well, what they didn't tell you is it's an enormous tax hike on your retirement accounts when you leave them to your kids. Uh, but they kind of swept that piece of information under the rug, and it was just complicated enough. So I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. It's not that there aren't smart people in the room. It's that the smart people are devious. It's that the smart people, uh, they they know what they're doing, and, and they can't have the middle class getting more wealthy. And so so here comes the SECURE Act, which is which is a hidden tax hike on the middle class. And if you're counting on the people who dropped the SECURE Act in your lap— to be the people who are going to fix our long-term care system in this country, you're going to be waiting a while because nobody's interested in this. Nobody's interested in this. They want the system to be this way. And frankly, most people don't want to pay the taxes that it would cost to fix the long-term care system. But let me tell you how this thing works. If you are over 65, in all likelihood, you're on Medicare benefits as your health insurance. Medicare is a pretty good system as long as you don't have long-term care needs. If you have acute care needs, Medicare is a pretty good system. If, however, your care needs become long-term care in nature, like uh, if you have, uh, well, I'm going to do an overgeneralization here. Let's say Mr. Smith 
walks into my office one day and has a heart attack, right? Well, we get on a horn, we get him an ambulance, they get him to the hospital, they, they do the work that those magicians do, and they do the open heart, everything, and they clean him up and clear him out. And then he goes to the nursing home for a rehab stay, which is paid for by Medicare, and then he goes home and he's got some health issues. But financially speaking, he's, he's going to be okay. Because Medicare is going to do the heavy lifting. And he's probably going to go back to relative normal lifestyle and live a while. If instead he walks into the office and he has a stroke, we do the same thing. 911, here comes the ambulance. They get him to the hospital. They stabilize him. Three days later, they want to discharge him to a skilled nursing facility where he's going to live the rest of his life. Let's say that's three years. Well, that's also That's the same half million dollars in medical care. Medicare pays for 20 days. Maybe up to 100 days, depending on how it's going, after which he's on his own to the tune of about $350 a day, and that's today's dollars, until he goes broke. And then once he goes broke, then Medicaid will kick in. Um, and then Medicaid, like people talk about Medicaid like it's some bad thing. No, Medicaid's a great thing. If you're, if you're eligible for Medicaid, you're getting, you're getting care and you're getting uh, usually pretty good care, and it doesn't cost you. The same that paying privately would. You, you're still going to have some co-pays, but it's it's going to be measured in a couple of grand a month and not ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars a month. And so, here's the thing: you need to have a plan for Medicaid. Medicare, all you got to do is work enough and get to sixty-five. And if you have the heart attack, you've got health insurance to help cover that. Yeah, you got to pay attention to your elections A, B, C, D, and all the rest, but you're going to have health insurance for that. But if you have dementia, which one in three of us will have, if you need long-term care, like 70% of us will need, and if you need it for a long time, and if you need the expensive stuff, you're on your own. So now that you know that, in knowing that Medicaid is the only game in town, you need to have a plan for Medicaid. So what does that look like? Well, if you're in a family that is in a crisis situation, you need to just give us a shout. We'll do a free consultation. If you are currently or one of your family members is currently paying privately for a skilled nursing facility, you should call us. We might just be able to protect a bunch of money for your healthy spouse or for the kids or or, or whatever the case is. If you're healthy, looking at this thing from the outside in saying, well, look, I'm, all right, I, these statistics are scary. I ought to understand how this is going to impact me. Then you should come to one of our workshops, secularlawfirm.com. Go to the workshops tab. You'll be able to register. It is free. I'm going to give you all about how you plan for this stuff. I'm going to give you all about how do you protect your family. I'm going to give you all about how Medicaid really works. You're going to learn all of these things. I'm going to give you sort of the inside certified elder law attorney scoop on how this system works. And once you understand how this system works, there are certain rules that you can play by to protect yourself. One of the things that we like to do is we like to use trusts to protect assets. I, I do a lot of trust planning. We have a tool called an asset protection trust that can allow you to maintain certain control over your money, but protect it from these long-term care expenses. And it makes a ton of sense. It makes a ton of sense once you understand it. Uh, and so you ought to come in and, and check this information out. Uh, there's a lot of information on the trust on our website. So you can go to one of the workshops. We, you can come to one of the live webinars. You can watch the pre-recorded workshops. I've got blog articles. You can listen to the old radio shows. There's, there's all kind of information on our website. Um, and use it as a resource. You ought to become informed on this stuff. Um, 
If you do have somebody in the nursing home, you should give us a call. We do free consultations. We'll at least get on the phone with you at a minimum to tell you if we're the right people to help you out. And when we are, there, there's times where we hit some real home runs for people. And so uh, you ought to come in and check us out there. Now, I uh, I do want to talk about one issue here a little bit that comes up a lot, you know, so every once in a while people send us questions, which you can send us questions whenever you want. Just email us at info at com. I'll end up with those questions. We'll answer them on the show. Um, but the one that has been coming up a lot recently is about putting the house into the trust. Can I put my house in a trust? Well, yeah, you can put your house in a trust. Um, is it a good idea to put your house in a trust? Well, in my opinion, if you're concerned about either avoiding probate or protecting your resources from long-term care expenses, I think trusts are fantastic tools. Um, and what they allow you to do, what they can allow you to do is, is maintain certain levers of control. You know, like I, I like to explain to people, um, think of a trust kind of like a little machine, right? And the little machine, its job is, is to protect your stuff, right? Uh, and there are certain things though, that you might want the machine to be able to do. You might want different, you want, want to do a little different output. You might want to change who ultimately gets to enjoy the things that the trust has, right? So there's these little knobs and these little levers on the machine that you get to still be the one in control of. And so people tend to think about irrevocable trust and asset protection trusts as I got to give up all the, I got to give up the realms. I, I, I got to give up the reins to this thing. I'm, I'm giving up control. And no, you don't have to. You don't have to give up total control. Yeah, you have to limit some access to to the things, and there's there's ways that we can explain that to you. But but once people understand how these things work, oftentimes they're much more amenable to saying, "Yeah, I think that's the right solution for my family." I always thought trusts were for rich people until you guys explained this to me. Now I get it. Yeah, I want one of those. You know, and that, that's a response we get all the time in the office. Is now that I understand it, yes, I want to do it. Um, but unless you take the time to become educated using one of our resources or someone else's resources, you're not going to do this. And so, um, so I, I, I suppose I'm trying to encourage you if nothing else to understand your options, don't take the ostrich in the sand approach. You need to understand how Medicaid works. You need to understand how Medicare works. You need to understand what the difference is between wills and trusts and why sometimes we use trusts. And if you go through all of that education and you don't want to do it, then we've done our job. I see my job as helping you make informed decisions. And as long as you're making an informed decision, fine, great. You're an adult. I love you. Do what you want to do. But what I'm tired of, what it really is exhausting to me, is families that come to our office who had the opportunity to plan and just never did. And now they're in a crisis. And now there's 12 grand a month going out the door. And now mom is concerned she's going to lose her house because of this broken system that we have that requires that. And I just think to myself, I just wish I could have touched this family sooner. I wish they would have reached out to my law firm sooner. You know, I've, I've been putting information out there. Another elder law attorney's put information out there. I'm not trying to like f fly around in a cape. I'm not Superman here, and you know, but we do a nice job for people. But the problem is, it's so hard for any of us. You know, the elder law community is a pretty tight community. There's only a handful of certified elder law attorneys in the whole Pittsburgh market, and we all know each other. I 
I think that my firm does a nice job, but what I care more about is that people actually take action here because I don't want you to be one of the families that calls us after that after the thing's on fire. Yeah, there's still we still have a fire hose, but it's not as good as having the fire system in there to begin with to to protect it. And and so um, you know, I, I just, I, I hope that somebody listening to this is going to take a few steps because if you're waiting for the guys in charge, if you're waiting for the government, who's letting 200,000 new people in a month without the proper paperwork. And if you're, if you're counting on the people that let this fiasco happen in Afghanistan, and if you're counting on the people who dropped the secure act on the middle class to fix this problem, it's not going to happen. You need to take ownership of this one, guys. This is something you need to understand. You need to protect your spouse. You need to protect your kids. Because the way I envision this is everybody has their own version of the American dream, right? It's, it's like we're all living this story. And, and most people's American dream is something like I want to do meaningful work. I want to find love. I want to raise kids or not. I want to I want to leave an impact. I want to leave a legacy. And I want to know at the end of my days, I want to know it was all worth it. I went to the factory for 50 years. I want to know it was all worth it. And the most tragic thing is when all of that is taken away because of dementia, because of some long-term care need, and it, 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 just, it just destroys people's life's work, people's life ambition. And, you know, what I, what I try to tell people is, You've been writing this awesome story. Don't let the last chapter of your awesome story be about how I wish I would have planned better. Don't let that be what they tell you or what they talk about after you're gone. If only he had a plan. If only she'd have thought about this. If only we'd have known that you needed to know how Medicaid worked. Right? Um, in any event. Don't take any steps based on what you heard on this radio show or any other radio show. We at the Secular Law Firm care about you, and we have lots of information on our website, and we offer free consultations. Find out more about us at secularlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. And don't forget about that Alzheimer's walk, folks. They need you. Thanks for listening. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.